It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Ah, made it to Friday. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It was good to have a day off, not going to lie. It was, it was great to have a day off. Went to lunch with the wife, the Oreos pizza. Just relaxed. Had a great TV last night. Ed was supposed to be here in studio today. Ed Peak was supposed to be here. Couldn't make it. Canceled uh, about three hours ago, he let me know. Uh, because I think he canceled because the Cubs beat the Reds. Plain and simple. In the Field of Dreams game. But there was all kinds of things to watch last night. Kentucky basketball, game two of their four-game exhibition series in the Bahamas. Cubs-Reds at the Field of Dreams game and. Dyersville, Iowa. It was great. Uh, NFL preseason football. Oh, what's wrong with the Patriots? Nothing. They'll be fine. It's a preseason game. Mac Jones didn't play. Daniel Jones did play for the Giants. He still looks like he stinks. Malik Willis looked good for a couple of plays for my Tennessee Titans, even though they lost to Baltimore. But he looked bad for a lot of plays. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is, you know, shaking in his boots about being the opening day starter. All right, I'm going to get to all that. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. Scooter's with me today. I said, no phone calls today. No, we will take phone calls today. In fact, let's make it tough on him. Everybody call today. (laughs) Everybody's calling. 502-384-1450. I didn't sign up for that, John. I don't care. You're, You're here. Uh, the new guys here, Lou, so, you know. We had plenty of practice on deal, the phone at the Hoosier Report. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thornton, I'm not in a great mood. I'm not in a great mood. I, I, look, <laughs> I got a wedding us. to go to tonight. Uh, I love the the friend of mine, Joe B. People know him. People love him. His daughter's getting married. Um, I just don't, you know. Come on. Here's a gift, okay? Here we we gave it. My wife gave a uh, a uh, shower gift, and now we'll give the wedding gift. And I'm getting my wife's going to want to dance tonight. Oh, God. Is it at least open bar? Um, yes, makes dancing easier. Yes, it's just past Valhalla, somewhere out in Eastwood, Kentucky. Uh, but he's a Hoosier. Joe B's a Hoosier. Congratulations, Emma and Brooks. Now that should be my gift, right there. Radio acknowledgement of the bride and groom. But, you know, getting old, getting old. All my friends' kids are getting married. Just getting old. Uh, The Thornton's text line is open as well. I want you to call, but the Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, it's Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000. That happens all summer long. Grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon, and you are entered. That's not all. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. That's Thornton Summer Cash Bash going on now. Not a a Refreshing Rewards member? Let me do the read here. Sorry. thought you were done. Text rewards to 80313. That's rewards to 80313. You may speak. Thanks for making me work. I've got David on the phone. Right, let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline. David, how are you today? Uh, yeah, thanks for taking my call, John. Yeah, I was Anytime. thinking of the field of, 
uh, the the uh, feel the dreams game last night a little bit as I you know, heard you know what I you know heard of it last night and I thought gosh you know I thought for sure the way that the Reds had sort of you know you know recovering you know much of their season from the start they had yeah. I thought the Reds were in better shape to uh, well, you know to, to take the game last night well it's a struggle right now now if yeah. you, if you say okay who's starting for the Reds on the mound right now. Louis Castillo yeah. is gone. Tyler Maley right. is gone. So yeah. Graham Ashcraft has been really good. Nick Lodolo, who pitched last night, has been pretty good. But the yeah. rest of the starting staff, I don't even know their names. Some of these guys are going to be called up one by one. Hey, let's give you – come on down. It's like the price is right. Come on down. Yeah. You grab a ball. You can pitch five innings, uh, and, and let's see what happens. They went into New York. The Mets swept them, which is expected. Yeah, yes, they did, yep. But yep. you've got to play well against – Bad teams, and and look, those are two bad teams last night. I yeah, do, I and do. I know I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah, me so too. I mean, I, I, mean, me I was too. glad to see the Cubs do what they did last night. But I do have it, a list. It, it, it's of, a lot of suffering as a Cubs fan. Uh, I can tell you, dude. I've been a Cub fan since 1981. Yeah, um, yeah, around that time for that me is too. One, Harry Carey that is one great year, mm. one great year, and a couple of good years. That's it. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah, sixteen was the joyful yeah. year. Eighty four. Oh, they went yeah. to the playoffs. Should have beat San Diego and gotten to the World Series, but they. Oh didn't. yeah, that was tough. Um, yeah. You know, they had a couple of playoff appearances along the way here, but for the most part, you're, you and I are in the same boat here. It's been agony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know that you can hear games that have you know it's like how do Cubs fans make it to every ballpark like they do? I mean, they do. They still I fill even them remember up. Even remember one time, and I'm sure this might be if the Cubs and Reds are playing, it's like having a game on, and it's like, you know, you're hearing more Cubs fans than yeah. you're hearing Reds fans yeah. at Cincinnati. And that's a on, lot of a, places. I know a couple times. That's a Atlanta lot of places. And, and it, all, it, all goes, it all goes back to the early 80s when cable was born, ESPN yep. was born, but mm-hmm. you got WGN, which carried yes. all the Cubs and games. And I, I heard of those games, too. And you had TBS that carried all the Braves games. So you, yeah. were either, yeah. you either were a Cubs fan or a Braves fan because that's who and you I kinda got like, to And I kind of like them both, you know, kind of yeah. like them both in, the, in dad, that regard. My dad was a Braves fan, and I became a Cubs fan. And that's how it worked yeah. out. I drew the short straw, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I became a fan of both of them too because you know there's like, there's like the Braves games at seven thirty five, seven thirty five. The games with Harry right. Carey in the afternoon. You're coming home, you know, from being 2:20 out you know, every afternoon, two twenty local yep. time, and yep. it was fun, you know, hearing those things. Yeah, I'd get home from school; it'd be the bottom of the second inning. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it was great. Yeah. Thank you, I David. Know. Yeah, I appreciate the call. Have a good yeah. weekend. I sure will. Sure will. Yeah. I do have a best of and a worst of the Field of Dreams game last night, and I'll get to that in a second segment. Deshaun Watson is going to start, allegedly, for the Cleveland Browns tonight against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, we're still waiting on the decision from the NFL's appeal of Watson's six-game suspension. Here's an interesting note. Deshaun Watson's camp offered yesterday – to take an eight-game suspension and a $5 million fine. Currently, they have a six-game suspension and no monetary fine. So what do they know that we don't? The NFL said thanks but no thanks because the NFL knows what's coming down the line here, and so do the Cleveland Brown attorneys, or not the the, uh, Deshaun Watson attorneys. 
they know it's not going to end well here. Now the question is, in the next six and a half hours, will the decision come down so that Deshaun Watson does not play tonight? Because the NFL doesn't want him on TV. They don't want him out there representing the shield. And that might happen if he plays tonight. Because let's face it, if Deshaun Watson plays tonight, ESPN, FS1, any of the NFL network, any of these highlight shows are going to show you a lot of Deshaun Watson. It'll be the first game he's played in uh, about two years. That's what you're going to see. And the NFL doesn't want that. They don't want this alleged sexual predator on out front, you know, front and center representing the NFL. They don't want to see it. But that's the uh, that's the option here that we have. All right, I'll get to that. I'll get to the Field of Dreams game. Kentucky basketball is underway. Have you noticed? It's great. I texted Ed yesterday. I said, what are you watching tonight, Kentucky basketball or Field of Dreams game or NFL preseason? He said, Cubs-Reds. No, Obviously, no doubt about it. Now, Ed is a Louisville apologist. I get it. He doesn't care. It does. These games don't mean anything. But Big Blue Nation, we got a lot going on here all of a sudden. You're playing in the Bahamas. You're beating teams by 50 and 60 points. They won last night 102 to 40 over Monterey Tech. Justin, I, I do think you, me, Lou, and any uh, two people that we leave, first two people we see when we leave the studio could uh, give Monterey Tech a heck of a battle. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd actually I'd take a stretch and say we'd win. Are we? We're probably minus two and a half, right? Yeah, that, that seems about right. Yeah. Um, that was terrible. It was. It was ugly to watch. And the game before was not much better, 108-56 to 56 over the team that is supposedly the best of the four teams Kentucky's going to play, 108-56 to 56 on Wednesday night. So there's no competition. I get that. But as a Kentucky fan, you got to be excited because you've seen – Kaysen Wallace, you've seen uh, Chris Livingston, you've seen Adu Thoreau, you've seen uh, the shooting guard whose name escapes me that came from Illinois State, and they've all looked good, and Severe Wheelers look good, and Oscar, Oscar's just kind of hung around. He's kind of running down, watching that what everybody's doing, getting his double-digit rebounds, getting some putbacks. Jacob Toppin looks like a beast. Damian Collins is a, a different player, as Calipari said he was. So it's fun. It's great. Tomorrow you get to beat up somebody else by, by 50 points. You get to beat up Carleton University tomorrow night. Sunday afternoon, you get to beat up the Bahamas national team. So, you know, all right, this is great. We don't want anybody to get hurt. That's number one. Lance Ware didn't play last night. Sore shoulder, could have played. C.J. Frederick, he plays better last night, scores some points. It's all fun. Everything's going great. But before the game yesterday – Cal, open mouth, insert foot. I'm going to tell you why this is a good thing. Tell you why this is a good thing. Big Blue Nation's up in arms. These people are nuts. All right? I love them. They're nuts. They're up in arms. Cal said, basically, in a 12-minute in a interview, by the way, the line that sticks out that everybody's focused on is, uh, hey, we need a new practice facility. This is a basketball school. We're not Alabama. We're not Georgia. Those are football schools. This is a basketball school. 
To which Mark Stoops responded on Twitter, not a football school. We play in the SEC, and we've been to four straight bowl games. Ah, I like it. It's great. Big Blue Nation's up in arms. How could Cal say that? Why are our coaches fighting? We shouldn't have our coaches fighting. Louisville fans are delighting in it. Indiana fans are delighting in it. Oh, this is great. Look at them. They don't like each other. This is a good thing if you're a UK fan. Because Mark Stoops is now going to want to go out and prove that it's a football school. Cal, after losing, by the way, nobody has mentioned, nobody of any significance has mentioned St. Peter's in any of the uh, tweets that I've seen. In other words, well, I, I take it back. Vito Tisdale, Kentucky defensive back slash kick returner, did send out, uh, I don't think the football team's ever lost to St. Peter's. All right, that's funny. I get it. That's a good one. But Mark Stoops is going to try to prove that Kentucky is indeed a football school because they are indeed in the SEC. They are picked to finish second by the media in the Eastern Division. They have gone to four straight bowl games. They've won bowl games. And really, this is the best stretch of Kentucky football in my lifetime. That's a, that's a fact. Rich Brooks had some good teams. Um, Fran Kersey back in the 70s had a 9-1, 10-1 team that beat Penn State. But as far as a stretch of four or five years put together, it's never been better in Kentucky football since the Bear Bryant era. And I was unfortunately, well, fortunately, I guess, not born then. So in my lifetime, this is the best stretch of Kentucky football we've seen. And to be picked second ahead of teams like Florida and Tennessee in the SEC East, it is a stepping stone. It continues to be a stepping stone. And I don't know what Cal's intentions were other than to reiterate the fact that he wants a new practice facility. And I will go out and raise the money ourselves if we have to. Well, good. Go do it. That's If I'm Mitch Barnhart, I would say, you said it. You said you'd go raise the funds. Go do it. But why belittle the football program? And that, I'm sure, was not his intention. If you read the next line of the quote, he said, I want our football team to win a lot of games. I want them to win 10 games and go to a bowl game every year. Didn't say he wanted them to win a national championship. But his point was, look, they've got great new facilities. They've got a, The Traeger Center is unbelievable. They've got practice facilities that are top-notch, locker room, everything in the football program has been updated. But our basketball practice facility has not. It was updated in 2010. Cal came in 2012. Is it time for an update? Maybe. Justin, you're shaking your head. Cal came in 2009. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, it was updated in 2007. I take it back. You're right. It was updated two years before. Uh, I think 2010, actually. That was the John Wall year. So, now, see, I've lost my train of thought. I got Sorry. on a I got on a rampage. You stopped me for a technical, <laughs> a little technicality, and now I'm lost. I'll, where, I'll where take the blame it? for that. Yeah, one. that one's on you. <laughs> you want a practice facility? You don't have to belittle the football program. I still think it's a good thing for Kentucky. Stoops and Cal like each other. They've done a lot of promotional things together. They've been seen out together, laughing with each other. 
And it's easy to do when your football team wins 10 games and your basketball team is, is until last year, going to Final Fours every other year. Right? It's easy to get along. And I do believe Cal wants the football team to succeed. He just put his foot in his mouth. That's all. And well, maybe to prove we're a basketball team, he, I think part of this is he likes this team a lot and what he's seen so far, and going to be a, a different story than St. Peter's last year. And that he's going to go out there and say, look, we are a basketball school. And by the way, that's okay. You can have that. Kansas is a basketball school. Carolina, Duke, Syracuse is a basketball school. Louisville, Indiana, they're basketball schools. If the football program plays well and wins eight, nine, ten games, great. Wins a bowl game, great. Doesn't mean they aren't basketball schools. They are, and that's okay. Just like Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan's a football school, right? Michigan yeah. has had some great success in basketball. Doesn't mean they're a basketball school. Same with Michigan State. Michigan State's a basketball school. They've had great success in football. Doesn't mean they're a football school. What if all this was a setup from Stoops and Cal it, working together so they both get their way? It would not surprise me. It would not surprise me. Stoops would love to have some motivation for his players. So he can put up on the chalkboard, Cal says we're a basketball school. And guess what? Guys like Vito Tisdale who responded on Twitter, get mad, and maybe it motivates them. Cal says, look what Stoops said. Hey, guys, gather around. We just won by 50 and 60. We're playing Gonzaga. We're playing Carolina. We're playing uh, Kansas. We're playing all these schools, Michigan State. Michigan, UCLA. And we're playing all these schools, and we got to prove to Stoops that we're still a basketball school. It can work in their favor. I like it. I think it's, you know, even though I don't think it was intentional, it could prove to be a boon for both programs, football and basketball. All right, let's take a break. 502-384-1450, wear that number out. Call Justin, get on the get on the line here, and we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Field of Dreams game was last night. I got a lot of thoughts about that after the break. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline open, 502-384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into the show at 414-1450. All right, let me tell you about Shady Rays, independent American-owned company started in Kentucky. Changing the way you wear sunglasses, Shady Rays offers an industry-best combination of fit, style, performance without the big brand price tag. Things don't stop at the quality, though. Shady Rays offers the most insane warranty in all of eyewear, every pair backed by lost and broken replacements. Let's say Coach Cal gets a new pair of Shady Rays and runs into Coach Stoops in the hallway, and Stoops punches him in the face. And breaks his shady rays. Cal gets a new pair for free. That is the lost and broken replacement guarantee from Shady Rays. 
They also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. If you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair. Return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays offering 25% off. You can try them out, see what they're all about. Use the code BIGX at checkout. That's BIGX for 25% off all adult shades. ShadyRays.com. For anyone out there that wants to do radio in the future, that is how you take a current event and tie it into an ad read. Did you like that? Yeah, that was great. That's that's not even a live read. That's that's off the cuff, man. (laughs) Even better. That's off the cuff. That is... That's so witty. <laughs> unbelievably, unbelievably witty. Texture says, best show on Big X's Spears when Scooter is producing. You Come see on. That text? I didn't. Uh, you wear me out, though. I can't. You, you see your own text line, right? Uh, yeah, I can't yeah. I can't do five days with you. There's no way. Well, good thing you only have to do one a week. No. Next I'll, week, I'll, next I'll, week you get two days with I, me. I nearly called in sick today <laughs> because I knew you were going to. I was hoping and praying One you last would. thing on the Kentucky <laughs> thing. They are a basketball school. Cal was not lying. They are. That's okay, by the way. As I mentioned earlier, you are either a basketball school or you are a football school. A lot of places want to be both. You're not. Michigan's had great basketball success. Fab Five. uh, They beat Seton Hall for a national championship. Juwan Howard doing great things. They're still a football school. Are they the closest to being both, though? Probably. Yeah. I was try- I was going over it last night. I was trying to think. Probably. Michigan State, you know, close. But Michigan State's a basketball school. Tom Izzo re-upped his contract yesterday. He's going to be coaching there until he's 112. But it's a basketball school. Alabama. Had great success under Nate Oates the last few years. No matter how successful they are, they can win two national titles. They're not going to be a basketball school. Florida won back-to-back national championship basketball titles with Billy Donovan in the mid-2000s decade. They're not a basketball school. They're not. It evens out. At the end of the day, Mike White was the coach. He's now gone, and Florida's now back to being a football school. They never left being a football school. Just because Billy Donovan was great and won two titles there, they were still a football school. More people care about the Florida spring football game than care about any Florida basketball game. That is the way it is. And that's okay. That's the point here. The point is, it's okay. You don't have to live both being the best program at the school. You don't have to fight about it. You just have to understand it. And Mark Stoops has, and so far has done a great job of understanding it. He's gone out. He's recruited Ohio. He's recruited Tennessee. He's recruited in Florida. He's, got, he's recruited the state of Kentucky and the city of Louisville better than Louisville has. And that's why he's winning nine games, ten games, bowl games, beating Iowa in a bowl game. Beating uh, Northwestern in a bowl game. Beating Florida. Beating Tennessee, which his predecessors couldn't do. He's doing great. You don't have to be the best program in school. You know who the you know what the best program at the University of Kentucky is? Volleyball. Scooter, you want to take a shot at this? Volleyball. No. No, it um, rifle. No. 
Yes. No. Cheerleading. Uh, 26 okay. national yeah. championships. You're right. It's not a cheerleading school just because they got 26 national championships. A rifle was the correct answer sports-wise, though, by the way. Rifle was the correct answer. Ah, oh, God. All right, tomorrow, 6 o'clock, Carleton University from Canada against Kentucky and the Bahamas. I'm going to go I'm going to go low here. I'm going to go minus 42 for the Cats. <laughs> I'll throw one. the house at that. And then Sunday at noon the Bahamas national team. I'm going to go minus Bahamas is the home team here. So that's you got to add 3 points for being the home team. I'm going to go minus 31 on that one. I'm taking because both they of those. never play the last game and they've been this is a third time they've lost one of the th- Third, the fourth games, and they didn't play well. Fourth game, they're ready to come home. It's noon. It's Sunday. They're ready to get on the plane and come home. They never play well. So I'm going to go 31 and a half. How about that? I'm going to write this down. What, what did I give for Saturday? You said 46? Four, no, 42. 42, yeah. And Either then uh, 31 and a half against the Bahamas. You're, you're giving the points? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, All give right. me Kentucky by 50 in both of them. All right. All right. We might have to uh, – do a pat of the face or something bad on this. All right. I'm in. At the golf course uh, on September 2nd. By the way, Big X Golf Scramble is filling up quickly. September 2nd, Elk Run, 9 a.m. Shotgun start, $30 a person, $120 per team. It looks like I'm now going to – I've been shamed into playing in this thing. So it looks like Tony Burke and I are going to get a team together and play. Love to hear it. Love to, to hear uh, it. Going to Purdue, Penn State the night before, we'll get home, conservative estimate, 2 in the morning, probably closer to 3. And you want me to be on the golf course at 9 a.m.? I don't want you. I mean, I want you to be, yes, but the the people want you <sighs> You're to You're asking be. a lot here. The people want asking to see you, John. Go to uh, Big X Scramble at Yahoo. Is that right? Uh, correct, yeah. At yahoo.com if you'd like to uh, – uh, like to play. This, as Justin told me this morning, the spots are filling up fast. All right, Deshaun Watson is expected to start tonight. I, you know what? I'm going to wait on that till the final segment because I always want to go out on a bummer. I always want to leave the uh, leave the weekend with you feeling bad. Let's feel good here. The Field of Dreams game last night, second uh, time it's happened. Last year was great. Uh, Yankees, White Sox, White Sox walk off homer to win it. Um. This year was a little different because you had traditional teams. You had the Reds who, uh, you know, have been in the National League, been in Major League Baseball longer than any other team, formerly the Cincinnati Red Stockings back in the late 1800s. And you got the Cubs, the lovable Cubs who've been around for a long time as well. Best of, all right, and this is in no particular order, best of the Field of Dreams game last night, which the Cubs won 4-2. to two. The Griffies coming out of the cornfield at the beginning. Now, last year, it was the first year of the game, and Costner came out, Kevin Costner, and he he was dramatic, and he stared, and he took his time walking and delivered his speech. And, okay, that was great. Want to have a catch. I love it. it I, I love the movie. And, uh, you know, I, I will say this. I teared up twice last night in the pregame show. The pregame show, the story about the former Los Angeles Dodger who, who uh, and I don't remember his name, he got one at bat in the majors, he got a hit, he was drafted, went to Vietnam, lost one of the guys in his command to uh, a shell, 
lost his World Series ring. The Dodgers won the World Series. He had won it bat in the major leagues. He was one for one. Um, and you know he stepped on a a, a landmine in in Vietnam. He was injured. He got the he, he got a pro. He said, "I'm the only guy in the world with a Purple Heart, a 1,000 batting average in the major leagues, and a World Series ring." <laughs> and he's right. Pretty awesome. So I teared up on that one, and then David Ortiz's son with a, a recorded message to his dad telling him how much he meant to him. I'm, I'm sorry. It got me. Tom Rinaldi got me again. Um, but the best of the Griffey's coming out of the corn and Ken Griffey Jr. saying to his dad, you want to have a catch? That was great. And then the first one he throws to Ken Griffey Sr., he dropped it. <laughs> I didn't and then all that. the kids came out. Uh, from the corn throwing with each other as well. So that was great. Johnny Bench and Fergie Jenkins, former Reds all-star, a Hall of Fame catcher, and Hall of Fame pitcher for the Cubs, Fergie Jenkins, doing the first pitch, being interviewed uh, during a couple of innings, Bench first and Fergie Jenkins. That was great. Buck Farmer was the first relief pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. I'm not making that up. In Dyersville, Iowa, in a cornfield, Buck Farmer <laughs> came out of the bullpen and pitched last night for the Reds. He's got a big old beard. He looks like when that game was over, he went back into the corn. That's what I felt like. He In that uniform, it looked perfect. He looked like he was from 1919. And the best part to me, Joey Votto mic'd up. Oh, yes. Joey Votto playing first base with the microphone on, taking shots at John Smoltz, taking yeah. shots at Wilson Contreras right before he got hurt. Uh, yeah, that was wild, huh? Joey Votto's got a future behind the microphone. I agree. Because he's unbelievably honest out there, and he has so much fun with it. Um, I could have listened to Joey Votto mic'd up for the entire game. Same. You with me on that? Yeah, oh, I'm 100%. Now, with Ian Happ of the Cubs got mic'd up later. He was in left field. Not nearly as good. The one thing I wish is that somebody would have hit a ground ball to Votto when he was mic'd up. He didn't even get a throw to first. Or somebody would have hit a fly ball to Happ while he was mic'd up. Uh, Ian Happ, not nearly the personality of Joey Votto. It was okay, but it's, it was Joey Votto is great for baseball. Talked about how his dad died when he was 52. Uh, he used to play catch with his dad. He took a shot at Smoltz. You know, when I was growing up in Canada, you were one of my favorites, basically telling Smoltz how old he was. Um, but Votto talking about his best conversations at first base, some stories he had, he, it didn't get any better than that. I could have listened to him the whole game. Well, I, it, it was cool how they brought up how Joey has lived through two different eras of baseball. And he has. That was neat. Yeah. And he talked about all the Hall of Famers that he faced early in his career and all the Hall of Famers or future Hall of Famers that he faced here later in his career. And he was comparing them and talking about how a 95-mile-an-hour fastball when he first came up was unbelievable. Now you got guys throwing 101, 102. Um, very eye-opening. All right, worst of last night. There were no home runs. No home runs into the cornfield. We saw Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Tim Anderson of the White Sox hit the walk-off last year. They were knocking them over the fence and into the cornfield, and that was awesome. No home runs last night. That, yeah, that stunk. The Reds' uniforms were great. Their caps were awful. Agreed. They looked terrible. They should have put the little Cincinnati guy with the bat and the, oh, hat yeah. and the mustache yep. uh, from the old times on the hat. But I understand 
These were the 1919 uniforms, and that was the cap they wore in 1919. The uniforms were fine. The, 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 on top of the head, awful. But to me, and people have argued with me about this already, to me the worst part was the Harry Carey hologram. Singing Take creepy. Me Out to the Ball. It, that's the word. That's the word I have written down. Creepy. First of all, it didn't look like Harry Carey. <laughs> all right? He was too sober. His hair was not messed up. His hair was perfect. Harry Carey's hair was never perfect. And look, I'm 1980s Cup fan. I remember Harry. I remember what he looked like. I remember what he sounded. He sounded, oh, in the song, okay, that was Harry singing. I get it. That was good. Um, it was it was creepy. And I did not, as a Cub fan, as, as a Cub fan, I didn't like it. Now, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, man, that was great. It was only two minutes long. It took you back to it. The Cub fans in attendance seemed to enjoy it a lot. The Cub fans in attendance and the Reds fans in attendance, they were hammered. It was the middle of the seventh inning. They were going to enjoy anything. Uh, A-Rod and, and David Ortiz with their phones singing and laughing along that. Okay, whatever. But I thought the Harry Carey hologram, and I was looking forward to the Harry Carey hologram. A lot of people were. I really was. I thought it was terrible, and I thought it was creepy. And I thought it added nothing to the broadcast. But there you go. That's good. Best of, worst you, of. You didn't even mention Field the of best, game. best of. Uh, okay, go. John Smoltz broadcasting that game oh the same gosh. day his dad died? Like what? I couldn't. They, I think it was like the eighth inning they brought it up. That's uh, unbelievable. Showed a picture of his dad, and he said, yeah, well, my dad would be mad at me if I hadn't fulfilled this commitment and done this game. I mean, the, the way he was so composed the whole time was just, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, he died today. He died on the day of the Field of Dreams yeah. game. He would have loved to be here. He would have loved this. Yeah, that was uh, – and, and you could tell that the other guy, Joe, whatever his name is, was kind of like – Burkhart. John, we uh, we weren't going to bring this up, and you said it was okay to bring it up. Um, your dad passed away today. It's, are you are you just giving him the news there, Joe? Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was that was crazy. It I, was. I could never do do a game. I can't imagine. The day my dad died. Can't no imagine. Um, I played softball the night my mother was laid to rest. Now she had died three days earlier, but I played softball because my dad said, "Let's go. You're playing softball," and I said, "Okay." But to to do something like that on the day that they pass away, I can't imagine. All right, we'll take a break. I'm up against it here. I do want to talk about Deshaun Watson, and the NBA is doing something that only Major League Baseball has done before, I think. And you can check me if I'm wrong on this. All that and more coming up. Final segment of the week coming up. You're listening to Spears on Sports. Presented about Eminem Cardin on the Big Ass. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment of the week. Bats beat Iowa last night 4-3. to three, A two-run homer in the ninth for uh, the Louisville Bats. They'll be back in action tonight. I love these game times in Iowa in Des Moines. 8.08 tonight. 7.08 tomorrow night. And then 2.08 on sa- Sunday afternoon. Um, subtract 30... Eight minutes, 37 minutes 
And that's when Nick Kern will be on the air right here on the Big X. This weekend, Bats Baseball, they continue their six-game set in Iowa. Omaha comes to Louisville in a series starting next Tuesday. Um, Tom Brady is not in camp right now with Tampa Bay. And this was just out of nowhere. By the way, Eminem Courage Hotline, 384-1450, last chance to get your call into the show. Thornton's text line, same thing, 502-414-1450 to get your last-minute text into the Spears on Sports show. Tom Brady is on hiatus from Tampa Bay. He's taking 10 days off of training camp. Now, nobody knows why. Tampa Bay has said uh, this is a personal issue Tom is uh, dealing with. I got a feeling that when he retired, Giselle said, this is where we're going on vacation next year, and Tommy couldn't get out of it. And the Buccaneers said, all right, you're not going to play in these preseason games anyway. Go ahead. Because Tom Brady, as long as I can remember, has never missed any of training camp. He wants to be in there. He wants to get in sync with his receivers. He, he, you know, he's not a guy that leaves anything to chance. Now, if uh, he's having some sort of medical procedure, the team said this is not a medical issue for Tom Brady. Maybe somebody in his family is having a medical procedure. Who knows? I hope that's not the case. But I feel like he's just, Giselle said, look, you promised me a vacation to the south of France, and we're going. And Tommy said, uh, coach, uh, I hate to bring this up, but I'm not playing anyway in these, uh, scrimmage games. So, uh, we, we planned a vacation when I was retired and my wife's really, I, I gotta go. We're taking the whole family. We're taking her, we're going to see her mom. That's what I, Justin, you know, you got to keep mama happy. Here's my thing with this whole thing. Is apparently this was all discussed before the preseason. This is the first we're the, hearing of. The Bucks knew that he was going to be. Why not drop that's the what, story then? That's why, what they're saying. Why is this breaking news now? Because we're just now finding out about it when they knew about it weeks because ago. Because the media showed up at practice yesterday and Tommy wasn't there, and they now you now you got to tell us. I guess. And here's the other thing: tomorrow night, Miami at Tampa Bay. Tamper. Miami, the tamperers <laughs> with Tom Brady at Tampa Bay. Now, they had a inter-squad scrimmage with Miami this week. And the big story earlier in the week was that Tua and Tommy were standing over on the sideline talking to each other during this scrimmage. And Tua said, I'm not going to tell you what we talked about, but it was, uh, you know, it was very nice of Tom Brady to take the time to kind of mentor me a little bit. Did Tom Brady not want to be on the sidelines when they play Miami because of the whole tampering thing? Maybe that's it. Maybe it's as simple as that. No shot. By the way, Bengals tonight host Arizona. I don't know if that's on local TV, but uh, I'm interested. To, you know, look, last night the Giants beat the Patriots 23-21. It doesn't matter. Nobody plays in these preseason games. Daniel Jones did play a couple of series for the Giants. Baltimore beat Tennessee 23-10. Lamar Jackson didn't play. Ryan Tannehill didn't play. Mac Jones didn't play for New England last night. Aaron Rodgers has already said he's not going to play any preseason for Green Bay. They've got San Francisco tomorrow night. Your Indianapolis Colts Saturday at Buffalo, 4 o'clock NFL Network. Bengals will be I'm on Fox tonight. we won't see uh, Matt Ryan for the Colts on Saturday. Uh, so the Bengals on Fox 41 tonight. Correct. Yeah, 730. So, so Bengal fans, you're not going to see Joe Burrow 
He's still not practicing after that, um, I guess, emergency, in quotation marks, appendectomy. But uh, you're probably not going to see Kyler Murray for Arizona either tonight. I love these preseason games because you get to watch uh, younger guys. I only turned it over a couple times last night on the Giants game, but I didn't see Wondell Robinson, which I thought was interesting. And I looked at the stats. He he was not targeted once last night. I don't know if he played (laughs) or not. But a rookie, I would have assumed he was on the field last night. I don't know if that's the case. If it's not, let me know on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. The big news is Deshaun Watson. Expected to start tonight for Cleveland in Jacksonville. 7 o'clock, no television for that one. But if he plays, you're going to see plenty of highlights. The NFL does not want him to play. The question now is, when will the arbitrator's decision come down? The former Attorney General of New Jersey uh, is hearing the case. He's got all the evidence. I mean, there's no new evidence here. And it feels like it feels like the NFL knows this punishment's going to be a year. It's going to be an indefinite suspension and a $10 million fine. That's what it feels like. Because Deshaun Watson's camp of attorneys came out last night and said, you know what, we'll take eight games, $5 million fine. Well, wait a minute. The judge ruled you only get six games and no fine. Why are you taking two more games off the table plus giving us $5 million? Because they know what's coming down the the pike. That's why. This is going to be a full-year suspension. It's going to be indefinite, but it's going to be one year. He's not going to play this year. And I don't know when we're going to hear it. Maybe it'll be before the game today. Cleveland is already talking about acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo from San Francisco if the NFL decides and the arbitrator decides to give Deshaun Watson the full year here. You're not talking about that if you don't think this is going to happen, right? Jimmy G is not going to be on the 49ers roster on August 31st. If he's on the roster September 1st, his money is guaranteed. The Niners are listening to trade offers. I don't know if they're hoping some some quarterback gets hurt in the preseason and somebody gets desperate, but they're going to unload him in the long run. Now, whether that's just releasing him on August 31st, you get nothing for him, maybe that's what happens. They're not going to keep him on the roster. Trey Lance is the quarterback in San Francisco. So this is what it boils down to. He's got a $6 million, or not a six, a six-game suspension. Yesterday, he offered eight games and $5 million. He offered to up his own suspension and give him $5 million. The NFL said, yeah, you had your chance. We offered you 12 and a $10 million fine. You said no. The NFL wants an indefinite suspension and a $10 million fine. They want the rules to change, and they need somebody to change it for them. Now, the NFL Players Association will go to bat for Deshaun Watson because that's their job. If this decision comes back, indefinite suspension, $10 million, the union's going to fight it. I was in a union for 35 years. I never had to use them for anything, but I paid my dues every month. And if, if I got fired 
because I took my pants off and stood up in the middle of the lunchroom and urinated on the table, they would have to fight to get me my job back. That's their job. Even though I shouldn't have gotten my job back, that's their job. The Players Association's job is to fight for Deshaun Watson. And they will. But it sure feels like this is going to be a full-year suspension at least. And the NFL wants it to be indefinite. Because what happens if you give them a suspension and then a couple of more women come forward and say, you know, this happened to me too. 24 cases here of predatory behavior, sexual misconduct, 23 of which are now settled. 20 were settled before this uh, original hearing with the judge. He settled three more since then. So this is not one incident, right? This is predatory, consistent, non-remorseful behavior. He still says he didn't do it. He still hasn't said he was sorry. He says he's getting help. What are you getting help for? You didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, you did. And he's going to have to pay the piper. And he should have to pay the piper. All right, last thing I want to get to today, Justin's thought we were going to end on a negative today. I'm going positive here. Yes. The NBA has decided to retire the number six league-wide, Bill Russell's number. Great player, 11-time NBA champion, the, the greatest winner in all of sports history, 11-time world champion with the uh, Boston Celtics, Two, at least two, I think three of those, also as the head coach, coach player, player coach. Number six will never be worn again in the NBA other than guys who are already wearing it. It's grandfathered in. LeBron James is not going to have to give up number six. There's like, what, 12, 13 guys that already Something wear Something like that. Did you hear Smoltz trying to start some controversy last night? I did not. Help he, me. he brought it up to Burkhart, and he was like, yeah, because Burkhart hadn't seen it yet. And Smoltz goes, yep, LeBron James won't be able to keep his six. No, and I'm no. sitting there like, John, there are 11 other players that no, wear no, no. six. You can keep it. I mean, and the same thing happened with Jackie Robinson. Yeah. When the Major League Baseball finally decided, hey, Jackie Robinson's number will never be worn again, Mariano Rivera still mm. had it. And uh, there was a big left-handed slugger for the Red Sox. Mo Vaughn still had it. Mo Vaughn, man. Mo Vaughn. So the last guy standing with 42 on his back was Mariano Rivera, Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer. Unanimous. Um, but 42 at this point will never be worn again. And when these guys are out of the league in the NBA, number six will never be worn again. Julia Serving wore number six, by the way, with the Philadelphia 76ers. Yep. Uh, is Michael Jackson mad about uh, Michael Jackson? Is Michael Jordan mad about this? Hey, wait a minute. I'm the greatest player of all time. Now, Bill Russell was a civil rights activist. I would think Kareem might have been in line for this because he was as well, along with being a great player. But the one thing you can't deny is that Bill Russell is the greatest winner in team sports history. 11 championships, I think, in 12 years. I think it's great. Nobody wears number six again. LeBron might still play for about... 19 more years, though. So it might take a while. Like it. Talk to you Monday. Don't forget to watch Big Blue Basketball this weekend. Oh, man. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. <laughs>